welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am your hostess, Pat Rulo. We bring you hand-selected hosts, podcasts, and talk radio programming with listening options. We also feature one-on-one segments with important guests, people who have something to say that you need to hear. And if you have something to say and would like to be featured on the network, please visit speakuptalkradio.com for all of the details or contact us at pr at speakuptalkradio.com. Well, these days especially, all of us are struggling with some feelings of concern. The coronavirus pandemic has changed almost everything we ever equated with comfort, whether it be from going to work to eating out, visiting with friends, and now with the visual reminder of seeing everyone wearing masks, it's normal to feel somewhat off balance. During these last few months, some of us have come face to face with loved ones who have died or were experiencing anxiety, depression, loneliness, loss of income, health issues. It really is a most difficult time for so many. So today, I have a helpful resource in the form of a lovely woman whom I interviewed a few years ago. And at that time, we discussed her true life story, which she published in a book titled From Broken to Blessed, Embracing the Healing that Awaits You. And today, I am sharing her again with you because she recently launched her newest book titled How to Go from Broken to Blessed. It is a practical, hope-filled Christian self-help book written for anyone who is struggling in any way. And as I just said, who isn't? She is Adele M. Gill. Adele is a graduate of the University of Maryland at Baltimore School of Nursing and a retired RN a graduate of the St. James College Seminary American Chaplain Training Institute. She serves as a certified community chaplain in outreach to the homeless and those in most need. Adele is the founder and author of the Inspiration Cafe blog and the author of six books. Residing in Harford County, Maryland with her husband, she is the mother of two grown children. Adele believes that all things work for good for those who love God. And she works tirelessly to share that message of hope wherever she goes. And I am just elated to have her back with us. So welcome back, Adele. Thank you. Happy to be here. I'm happy to have you here. You're going to help us out a great deal today. So I mentioned you wrote your first book, Going From Broken to Blessed, which was kind of a life story. Why did you decide to make that first book into a how-to guide? This book was written over a short period of time. It sort of bubbled up, and I just knew that this was something that I needed to do. I have a lot of life experience that's led me to needing to know how to go from broken to blessed. I'm excited to get into it today, and the way we should maybe go about it so that our listeners get an idea about the entire book to briefly acknowledge the six steps, basically the six chapters in your book to how to go from broken to blessed. And they're titled, Acknowledge You're Struggling. Number two, put aside all worry and fear. Three, recognize your greatest resource. Four, forgive and take the high road. Five, learn to accept imperfections. And six, embrace your healings. So let's start with step number one, acknowledge you're struggling. You begin by asking the question in the book, are you struggling? Certainly, we've all had times when we are struggling, feeling down, overwhelmed, and a little lost. And you say sometimes life gets really tough as challenging situations arise that test us to our very core. 
the great temptation may be to give up amidst feelings of weariness, being overwhelmed or despaired. You may even adopt the belief that there is no hope for you, but that is simply not true. Tell us a bit more about this first step. The first step, acknowledge you're struggling. It's really important to admit that you're overwhelmed or that you're struggling. When you look even at the coronavirus situation, um, I know everyone's familiar with that. It is so difficult. It is overwhelming. It's extremely stressful. We need to find ways to be able to not only admit that we're struggling, let that be our starting point. There are benefits to admitting that you're struggling. There's well, quite a few, but it takes real strength to admit that you're having a problem, that you're struggling. The coronavirus example is that the isolation is very hard. Uh, it's hard for people that are introverts, and it's very hard for extroverts. It's just very difficult. When you have a struggle and you name it and claim it, it becomes yours, and then you can find a solution. And for my readers and our listeners, I believe that these six steps are th- that solution. Not only name it and claim it, but also you can discover new solutions to cope when once you've identified the problem. And finally, you can discover God's power his power in your life, and for some, it's the first time that you you can go your whole life and, frankly, not need God, (laughs) but then sometimes you hit the wall. Uh, You had mentioned in the beginning who this book is for, people with coronavirus I just mentioned, people with medical issues, cancer, MS, lupus, there's so many different conditions that autoimmune conditions especially, that can really try your soul. There's mental health issues. I happen to work with a lot of people that have depression and anxiety, major depression, some of them. Some of them have bipolar disorder. Some are schizophrenic, schizoaffective, I should say. And when you're struggling, you just need help. People with addictions, I know lots of people that struggle with addictions to alcohol and drugs and other things, gambling, uh, domestic abuse, broken relationships, grief, loneliness. People that are incarcerated, they are struggling. The isolation that they experience is profound. People with financial insecurity and unemployment, poverty, homelessness, I believe that this six-step method is for anyone. So that's the first step. It is the first step to acknowledge that you're struggling. And I think if we want to find one silver lining in this whole pandemic that has has put the whole world pretty much in the same situation where before maybe you felt taboo to admit that you're struggling, but now more and more people are admitting they're struggling because it is I mean, it's just the fallout of what's happening. So it puts us in a position where we're not alone. We're not the only people struggling and feeling worry and fear. And that takes us to step two, where you say, put aside all worry and fear. Let's talk about that for a moment. Putting aside all worry and fear, it sounds 
daunting, but it's actually easier than you think. Uh, in the book, page 17, if anybody <laughs> can remember that, there are five ways to stop worrying. And just a hint, if you can eliminate the what if, what if I'll never get a job again? What if my husband's going to leave me? What if I'm never going to get well? If you can eliminate the what ifs, which are generally our mind telling us negative things, you are able to forge ahead and go on to the next step, the next step in the six steps. When you live in the what if, there's not only worry, but there is a lot of fear. You're f afraid of the future. And that, frankly, isn't really a good mindset to be able to find solutions. Uh, what if really do fuel fear and they do nothing to help you find peace as you struggle, especially in times of adversity? Pat, it's so easy to just turn to worry as a reflex. But sometimes we need to step back a little bit and get the bigger picture. Worry and fear absolutely make any struggle worse. They certainly don't help. <laughs> For sure. You even say in your book, you ask the question, did your worry ever change a thing? And the answer is, of course not. So, I mean, just using a rational mind, if we can find it sometimes just to say, wow, is this actually going to change anything, which, which it does not. So then you've got to find out what resources you have out there, which takes you to your step mm -hmm. three, recognize your greatest resource. And you ask the question, where does your help come from? And you say, through life's storms, we can feel defeated. We sometimes hit the proverbial wall and wonder how much more we can take, how much more we can endure before we reach the breaking point. But what we really need to do is realize that hope is ever present at all times, even if not something we can see or feel at the present time. I love that. So maybe elaborate on that because I think that's extremely helpful. You know, the remedy for worry and fear is, in my estimation, rather easy. I find in my own life that the antidote for worry and fear is prayer. Sometimes people are in situations where they have never prayed before. And sometimes people are afraid that they're turning to God when they're desperate. <laughs> but he wants us to come to him with everything. And there isn't anything that he can't do for us and that he wouldn't do for us. I often turn to scripture, Pat, and I thoroughly believe Philippians 4, verse 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, ask him for what you need. With thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. That scripture is something that I've held on to through all of the, all of the things that I've gone through in my own life. 
um, do not be anxious about anything. That sounds like a tall order, but when you pray, replace fear and worry with prayer, big things happen. Really big things happen. Another scripture that I really find to be very practical, commit your way to the Lord, trust him, and he will act. That's Psalms 37.5. You know, the truth is that we're able to put aside worry and fear when we replace it with prayer because we learn through prayer and through scripture that God's unconditional love for all of us is beyond our comprehension. Nobody loves us or ever could love us like God does. No one. (laughs) And so that gives great comfort to know that we are loved by someone who can, you know, he sent us a Savior, his Son. He protects us. He comforts us. He guides us with wisdom about what to do. It's called discernment. He's our friend. The practical help that you can get from prayer through asking for what you need is tremendous. And I think that that is the third step is a real life changer. When you recognize that God is your greatest resource, You need to take your medication. You need to go to therapy if you need it. You need to pay your bills, work. There are so many things that we can do, but sometimes when we hit the proverbial wall, it's a God job at that point, and we need to ask him for help and then step back and trust that he's got it. He's just got it. And somehow things, the whole world looks different when you invite God in. And he waits to be invited in. He'll never impose his will on any of us. We have free will. We do what we want. But I do believe that all things work for good for those who love God. That is another scripture. All things work for good for those who love God. When you believe that things, that all things work out, for the best. It's a mindset that stays with you and it's contagious. Mm -hmm. People really respond to that, just knowing that they're not doomed, they're not lost forever. They're overwhelmed for now, but it could last a day. It's just so true. That scripture, there's the, the Bible is full of scriptures that really speak to peace and love and hope. And there is one more that I want to share with you before we go on to the next step. And that is when you pray, believe that God will step up and help you. He may answer you in exactly the way that you want him to. He may wait to answer you, but he will answer. He'll, he'll give you remedies and practical help at every turn. He can heal relationships, and he does. And just in parting from this one section, from this step, ask and you shall receive, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open to you. Luke 11.9.
This is beautiful. And I love that you said that it's contagious. It's a good thing. We don't need to wear masks. We can spread this kind of, we can spread this kind of word and it's a good thing. Oh. And you know what else is a good thing? Step number four touches me. I don't know why this, this one kind of hits me and makes me feel happy. Forgive and take the high road because this is something we can so easily do. Somehow it's, I think it's inherent in all people, but somehow we forget about that, about forgiveness is how it's such a necessary part of life. Easier said than done, as you say. Um, and you also say that forgiveness is one thing that can heal your body and your mind. However, lack of forgiveness can act as a powerful toxin in your mind and body when you refuse to forgive ourselves and others. I love this one. Let's talk about this for a moment. Yes, forgiveness is so key. And the way I know that is from my own life, and it's all in that last book. That's my In my last book, it was my autobiography. From Broken to Blessed, Embracing the Healing That Awaits You is the name of it, as you said at the beginning. My story, just briefly, my forgiveness story, if you will, is that for many years, I lived with my own brokenness, and I felt like a victim. I felt like a victim in every way. What happened was, in my youth, I experienced ongoing childhood trauma. It wasn't a one-time event. It was... 18 years long. And in fact, it was so severe that the mind-body effects of having this lifelong, early lifelong youth experience followed me into adulthood. So for the past 35 years, I have dealt with many things that were fallout from the damage that occurred emotionally, mentally, and physically from the childhood trauma. I had depression, and I say had because I'm good to go. I had PTSD healed. I had a damaged have still, a damaged autoimmune system. It's caused mobility issues. I walk between a cane and a walker a lot of the time. Uh, Most of the time, I have remissions and exacerbations. It affects my speech. I have intermittent garbled speech. All I have to do is get fatigued, and my autoimmune system says, oh, I think we've had enough. So in addition to that, I'm still, after many, many years, many of the 35 years, I've been on a respirator. And I'm on the respirator for 12 to 14 days. So that's that's just a capsule about my story. And that's how I know about forgiveness. I'm almost a forgiveness specialist. (laughs) (laughs) Adele, I'm going to just interrupt right for a second. Was the story that your dad was in the mafia and you didn't know it? Was Was that the story? Yeah. Okay. He took me on business with him, so I saw way too much. Okay, that's what I thought. And my mother lived with schizophrenia. Thank you for sharing that. And yeah, that was kind of your life's work to understand Uh forgiveness. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I wanted to make sure that I was clear about that. And and also, as a signal to our listeners, go back on, on our website and you can listen to that interview as well. That is going to be on the same page with this interview. So folks can listen to both and, and kind of get a feel for what you really came from. Yes, it, it really did set the stage for this 
book. Maybe perhaps I had the childhood and the medical issues that were caused by the childhood trauma to be able to share these six steps. It's it's possible. I don't know. It's possible. <laughs> Thank you for sharing you know, it, though. It's something you could have kept hidden and not shared. But I think it's a gift to others to do that. You know, that, again, takes us to our next step where you say learn to accept imperfections because you had to do that. Yes, I really did. The forgiveness and learning to accept imperfections, they really sort of blend those two steps. I have a friend, and interestingly, her name is Adele, like mine. I, you could go your whole life and never know an Adele. <laughs> she says that she always tries to give people a path, and I have latched on to that. I think that explains a lot about the healing process. When you need to forgive and you're looking at the imperfections of the people around you, as I did, I frankly did not really understand my mother's mental illness, and I really wasn't sure what I was looking at when my father would take me on business with him, mafia business. You know, I just I just saw a lot. But when you look at the imperfections of other people, you can really get on your high horse. (laughs) You really can say, well, look at what they did. I would never. Mm -hmm. And... In a way, it's not fair. And we really do need to try to give people a path because it softens us and it puts them in a different light. The truth is that we're all broken at times. The truth is that we stand before God, all of us, whether you know God or not, and we are not only broken, we're as is. You know, when you're shopping and you get something that's as is, mm-hmm. you, you accept it for what it is. It might be a sweater that has threads missing. It, it could be, you know, it could be anything, but we, we are as is. And the beauty of recognizing your own imperfections is you can give other people a path. And God knows our imperfections. We can't hide from Him. We might as well just talk to him about our imperfections in prayer. He sees us in our brokenness, and Pat, he loves us anyway. It's probably one of the biggest mysteries of Christianity to me, that he knows what a mess we can be, and he still treasures us with all his heart. I have another friend that says, that she's good enough for God, with him being all accepting, with unconditional love for us. I think it's a really great thing to to believe that you and the situations that you get into are good enough for God, and that he'll help you. He will help you, and with him at the helm, things can only improve. He will prevent you from becoming a bitter victim. I, I became bitter. Why am I sick? Why did I have to endure all I endured with my family? I had a lot of issues, a lot of issues. I didn't understand that he could enable me, that turning to God could enable me to experience a blessed life and a new peace-filled life. I, I didn't understand that he would give me renewed hope. And this this whole 
This whole book is about hope. I didn't realize that he'd helped me move from feeling overwhelmed and broken to enjoying a new blessed life. And now I know with every fiber of my being that with God in control, none of us have to feel like victim anymore. And that's the key to a blessed life. As you come to realize that your victim card has expired. When you step into the realm of prayer and God and asking him for what you need and coming back with gratitude for all your blessings, when you place your hope in him and let him help you, you will not be disappointed. Victim no more, step number six. Victim no more. (laughs) Embrace your healing, right? Yes, yes, and that is the sixth step. When you embrace your healing, you realize finally, it may take years, it could take a day, could take an hour. Each day is such a blessed gift from God, whatever it brings. You mentioned silver linings earlier. That is so important to look for silver linings. When you embrace your healing, you give gratitude to God, and you always, always, Watch your situation change in some way, and your blessings multiply. Mm -hmm. So when you go from broken to blessed and embrace your new life, you really have a new life. This is huge, Adele. I love this book. I like also that it's small, it's easy to read, it's 75 pages that can help folks as they read it, but then... You also offer a six-week small group discussion guide in the back, and I really appreciate that because now folks cannot just keep the book to themselves. It could be shared along with any kind of a, a class or, or a group. So that was an important exactly. thing to add to it. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, I so appreciate that you've given us just a little thumbnail sketch about this book, and I'm going to really encourage folks to get a copy of it because it's an ideal book, as you say, for believers and non-believers. Anyone who is struggling in any way leads the reader to a greater trust in God by helping them to acknowledge their strengths and to go from broken to blessed. So why don't you share with us where folks can find out more about you and where they can get copies of this book? The book is available on Amazon.com in print. It's not ready for Kindle yet. It's not in Kindle yet, but it is available and you can go online there and read a good bit about the book as well. The email address that you can contact me directly is from broken to blessed, B-L-E-S-T at gmail.com. You know, one more thing I just wanted to mention that this book is dedicated to Jesus Christ because he is the greatest hope this world has ever known. Thank you for that. So the book title is How to Go from Broken to Blessed, and as Adele mentioned, it is spelled B-L-E-S-T, almost like best, but blessed. How to Go from Broken to Blessed. Uh, Your email address is frombrokentoblessed at gmail.com. You're found at Amazon.com. And you have the Inspiration Cafe blog. Is that still rolling? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that website is the Inspiration Cafe blog dot 
net inspirationcafeblog.net. Lots of good information and stories on that as well. So what's next for you, Adele? Actually, at this point, I am trying to get this book into as many hands as possible because I think, as I said to you before our interview, I think that this book is timely. I think it has the potential to help a lot of people, believers, non-believers, men, women, young people. I think that the six steps speak to all of us. And we are in such an unprecedented, difficult time that I just really hope that people will take the opportunity to have a little oasis in the middle of all the mayhem. Yes, we need that. How to Go from Broken to Blessed, that's the title of the book. Six Easy Steps to Help Readers to Effectively Go from Broken to Blessed, from Victim to Victorious. Adele Gill, G-I-L-L, from Broken to Blessed at gmail.com. You can find it on Amazon.com. Adele, you are just a sparkling gem. I just so appreciate you and love love what you're doing and just so so timely for us today. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being honest, open, writing this for us and sharing it with us today. Well, thank you for the opportunity to share this.